0: Welcome to Mark Connor's podcast. For more information visit markconnor.com.au Well Happy New Year Bayside, it's Mark Connor here. Great to be sharing with you on this first weekend of 2022. Can you believe it? It's here, ready or not. And so I hope you had a good Christmas time and I hope that the holiday season is going well for you And really believing for this to be a a terrific year for each one of you, as well as for us as a community here at Bayside. It is kind of nice to put 2021 behind us, the pandemic and lockdowns and restrictions and to look to the future and hopefully uh, some new things, some good things God has for us. Uh, this year. And so great to be able to share with you today. Uh, You know, I was reflecting uh, back when our kids were little, around this time of year, December, January, we used to often drive all the way to Queensland uh, to visit Nicole's parents. They were living in Mackay. Uh, That's a long way. Uh, Brisbane's about 1,700 kilometers. From Brisbane to Mackay is another 970,000 kilometers. That's a really, really long drive, especially when you've got a couple of young kids. We had an old uh, maroon-colored Toyota Tarago, And you know, it's going to be a long trip when you just get on the Hume Highway and one of the kids says, can we see Queensland yet? (laughs) You know, it's going to be a long, long trip. Anyway, so we used to drive all the way up to Mackay to see Nicole's parents. And uh, as I shared with you, I think last message, uh, uh, one of the things I hated to do on those trips was stop for petrol. You know because when you're filling up all of those slow pokes the semi-trailers the caravans the trucks that you've been gradually passing and now passing you and uh, that's really annoying uh, to have them pass you after all of the effort you put in Uh, you know i I used to often um on those trips uh, see how far i could go in a tank of petrol nicole would always fill up at about quarter of a tank uh, I'd often see how much I could, uh, you know, pack into one tank load of petrol. And uh, this kind of came back to bite me. I remember on the way back from Queensland uh, on, on this one particular trip, we were driving into the night and it was dark and I had not stopped at a petrol station because I thought, I thought, yeah, we got, got a bit more in there. Anyway, we were driving through an area where there was uh, nothing built up, no petrol stations and my red light, <laughs> the red fuel light was on. And Nicole and I had a bit of intense fellowship around uh, how I should have filled up at that last petrol station in sight, and I didn't. And so there we were in the dark, red fuel light on, and no, no idea when the next uh, petrol station is coming, so I started praying, dear Jesus, dear God, have mercy on us. Nicole, pray, you know, kids, pray, you know. And so we're there, saying, God, please, please. We, you know, I'm starting to think, are we going to run out on the side of the road? We're going to have to walk. We're going to have to hitch a ride. And so, dear God, help us, please. Let there be a pe- Kids, pray, you know. And so, yeah, it's pretty intense, and it kind of felt like this went on for about. 15, 20 minutes. Maybe it was only half that time, but we were desperate. Like I needed a petrol station. Like I was really in a difficult situation. So we're praying, we're calling out to God. We're saying, God, please help us. And just around the next corner, there was a petrol station. Oh, you can't imagine the relief. And I kind of in unison, we said, thank you, God. (laughs) And so we filled up And, uh, oh, that felt good. Got back in the car, continued our drive into the night. Kids started falling asleep. Nicole's quiet. I'm quiet. And I was just reflecting on that moment. And, you know, as I thought about it, I, I thought, you know, the intensity of our prayer, you know, probably lasted quite a few minutes. We're all praying. Didn't actually match the intensity of our praise. And when that petrol station rocked up, we just said, thank you, God. Uh, but we'd actually been praying for a long time. We were thankful. We were grateful. But the level of praise didn't quite match the level of prayer. And I was just thinking about that as I was driving into the night. You know, that's not uncommon. Maybe you've experienced something like that. But we have a similar story in the Gospels. And I'll read it to you today. Luke 17 verses 11 to 19. Uh, may not have heard the story before. You may have heard it many times, but let's have a listen. Now on his way to Jerusalem, of course Jesus isn't in a Maroon Tarago, but he's on a trip. On his way to Jerusalem, Jesus traveled along the border between Samaria and Galilee. As he was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and they called out In a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When Jesus saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back, praising God with a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then Jesus said to him, rise and go. Your faith has made you well. It's the story of the 10 lepers, all healed, but only one came back to express thanks and gratitude to Jesus. I want to spend a little time just unpacking this story and Uh, As I do so, hopefully together we can learn how the Bible can speak to us today. I love the little acronym SOAP, S-O-A-P. Read a scripture, letter S. Make some observations, letter O. uh, Then think about some application, letter A. And then finish with prayer, letter P. Uh, That's a great way to experience the washing of the water by the word. I want to encourage you as we head into a new year to make a habit of doing that. You know, if you have lunch today and the meal is incredibly delicious and nutritious, doesn't matter, it's not going to last you a full week. (laughs) You know, tomorrow you'll need another meal, then the next day and the next day. You know, as incredible as our messages are on the weekend, Pastor Rob and the team, you can have a very anointed, powerful message, but it's probably not going to feed you for the whole week. You know, you're going to need to be self-feeding and uh, hear from God and read His Word throughout the week. Uh, to be vital and healthy and strong spiritually. And so uh, today will be an example of how we can read a story like this. And we've read the scripture. Let's now make some observations. Well, this story is unique to Luke's gospel, we learn. Uh, It's the fourth of five miracles during this journey of Jesus to Jerusalem. And you'll notice geographically, he's at the border of Samaria and Galilee. And a little bit of background, you'll notice that there was a lot of hatred and animosity between the Jews And the Samaritans, Uh, the Samaritans were extremely disliked by the Jews. Uh, They believed they had defected religiously from their faith and were seen as kind of racial half-breeds. So there's some some tension here in the culture and the area that Jesus is in. We we next see their need. Verse 12, as Jesus was going into a village, 10 men who had leprosy. We don't know a lot about leprosy, obviously a horrible skin condition, but it was highly contagious. In fact, uh, these people had to isolate themselves from the rest of society. You can imagine the shame and and the difficulty. They had to keep a distance, and if people came along, they'd have to yell out, unclean, unclean. And they couldn't normally associate with people other than those who also had leprosy. You know, the Jews actually viewed leprosy as punishment for sin and as a mark of God's displeasure. So these these people were on the margins. They they were outcasts. Uh, It's possible that they'd heard of the remarkable cure a few months earlier of another leper in Galilee, not far away. We read about that in Luke 5. Jesus simply told this leper his faith was the key to his healing. And so these lepers knew Jesus had the power and the ability to heal. And so that's their need. Uh, In verse 13, we see their cry. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity, have mercy, have compassion on us. And so these lepers ask for compassion. They desperately want to be healed. Notice their prayers, intense, with a loud voice. (laughs) They were desperate to be healed. But without a miracle, their condition was hopeless. Then we have Jesus' response. These are all observations. Verse 14, when Jesus saw them, he said, go and show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed. Uh, they, they know that Jesus is approachable. Notice that Jesus sees them. Uh, Jesus sees them with, with eyes of mercy and compassion and pity. He is able and willing to heal them. Uh, You know, the law in those times set out strict guidelines for the examination and the isolation of leprosy. You'll read about that in Leviticus 13 to 14. You know, the priest's job was to diagnose and then declare lepers healed if they had been healed. And they were often given a certificate. Uh, Jesus didn't necessarily tell them that they would be healed. He simply said, go Show yourself to the priest. This is a bit of a test, isn't it? A little bit like the story of Naaman in the Old Testament where he was told to go wash in the Jordan. Um, To to leave without being healed (laughs) uh, required a lot of faith. Um, You you didn't go to the priest unless you felt you were healed. And so if if they really believed in Jesus, they would obey. What's the result? Well, verse 14, as they went, (laughs) they were cleansed. Can can you imagine this moment? Dry scales falling from them, white spots disappearing, healthy colour returning to their flesh, Uh, maybe some disfigured members of their body being restored, the thrill of new life filling their being with incredible joy. They would now be able to return to normal life with families and friends. Uh, uh, Each one of them must have been ecstatic with excitement and gratitude that they had been healed as they went towards seeing the priests, that each one of them, each one of the 10 were healed. Verse 15 to 16, one of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God also in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked Him. He was a Samaritan. When this man saw that he was healed, instead of going forward to the priest to be declared clean, he turned back towards Jesus to express his thanks and praise. Uh, I notice he lifts his voice with the same volume in which he cried out, Jesus, help me, in the same volume of prayer. He, he brings the same volume of praise and thanksgiving. Here's an incredible attitude of gratitude that is modelled in this leper. Let's look at Jesus' response next, verse 17 to 18. Jesus asked, were not all 10 cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Jesus asked three questions. <laughs> we're, were not all 10 cleansed? Where are the other nine? And has no one returned but this foreigner? You can kind of almost feel Jesus' A little bit of sadness, maybe a bit of disappointment, a bit of surprise. I mean, ten received the blessing. Only one took time to stop, break from the group, come back and express thanks to God. Nine hurried on to their families and friends. Now, don't take me wrong. I think they were all grateful. I don't think the other nine went home annoyed. Oh, I'm really upset. Jesus healed me today. Man, I missed my leprosy. No, they were grateful. All 10 were grateful, but only one took the time to stop and come back and express that gratefulness to Jesus. We notice verse 16, and he was a Samaritan, a foreigner for those who were Jewish. In many ways, he's the least likely person to come back from the Jewish mindset. In fact, this story has a double level of cultural tension because the main hero, the one leper, is not only a leper, who people saw as, you know, displeasing to God, punished because of this. Not only a leper, but a Samaritan, a foreigner. Lepers were culturally isolated. and As we mentioned, Samaritans were disliked by the Jews. The Jews had written off people in both categories. Lepers were on the margins of society. Samaritans were to be avoided and despised. And so this person receiving God's help is actually quite shocking. But the fact that they're now the one that's showing an attitude of gratitude would have also been quite confronting. Here we see Jesus reaching outsiders, sinners, tax collectors, Samaritans, while the religious leaders not only rejected Jesus but also these people. Sometimes the people that others have given up on are often most open to Jesus and the gospel. And so verse 19, Jesus says to this one grateful leper, Arise, go your way, your faith has made you whole. All ten were healed, only one was saved. The word there is spiritual healing and wholeness. Your faith has saved you. Nine were healed in their bodies, restored to society, but not cleansed of the sin of ingratitude, so to speak. But here one is not only healed in their body, but cleansed completely. And so there's some observations that we can make as we just slow down and maybe look at a study Bible or a commentary and just read the text a little bit more slowly. There's there's a lot in this story. What what, what about application? Um, What does this mean for you and I today at the beginning of this new year? Well, I I think first of all, to take time daily to express our thanks to God, to, to embrace an attitude of gratitude. There's an old hymn that says, count your blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. You know, if you're honest enough, uh, like me, I, I think often we count our problems, <laughs> name them one by one. It's so easy to focus on what's not going well It's so easy to to embrace a negativity that often pervades society and we can be consumed with our problems and challenges and everything that's not working or going the way we wanted it to. But if we'll actually count our blessings, we'll just pause and say, what's going well? You know, there are thorns amongst the roses, but what are we looking at, the thorns or the roses, you know? Uh, what, what are we actually focused on? And so just choosing every day to take a moment to thank God, just, just to be alive, to have breath, you know, to, to have a meal in front of us, to have a bed that we can sleep on, to have uh, people that we can connect with, to, to have a purpose. You know, there, there are so many things that we can be grateful for. But it's one thing to have the gratitude. It's another thing to express that. And so I think one of the lessons, one of the applications here is to take time every day just to say, thank you, God, for this new day. Thank you for life. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for salvation. There are always things that we can thank God for. And, you know, attitude, uh, an attitude of gratitude often leads to joy. You know, when you're grateful, there's a joyfulness that comes with that. If, if you're focused on the negative and everything going wrong, then we tend to become cynical and our joy disappears. So just making time every day to thank God for the good things that he has done, is doing and will do in our life. I think flowing out from that is to embrace an attitude of gratitude to the people in our life. Again, it's so easy to focus on what's not going well, maybe the irritations that people bring our way, but what would it look like just to be more grateful? Again, not just to think grateful thoughts. You know, I sometimes go to a funeral and, and listen to all the eulogies as people get up and talk about what they appreciate about the person who's died. And Sometimes I sit there and go, did that person know that when they were alive? <laughs> you know, Don't wait for someone's funeral to express what you think about somebody. I still remember when I was in my late teens, I was growing up in church there and trying to figure out, you know, God and my purpose in life. And, you know, one of the young adult leaders took me out to lunch. His name was Ken. And uh, somewhere during the lunch, he, he just expressed some encouragements and, Um, words of gratitude into my life. He says, you know, Mark, you're you're a really good young man. You're you're growing and you're maturing and God's hands clearly on your life. I can see a leadership gift there. And he just used his words to express some things and, and express some gratitude for what was happening in my life. I remember leaving that lunch feeling about a foot taller than I already was. Now, I bet there are other people that thought that, but only Ken took the time to actually speak those words. And it had a huge impact on my life. And so as we apply this story, yes, daily give thanks to God, but what about just being grateful and letting people around you know that you appreciate them? Just simply saying thank you, I appreciate that. Uh, thank you so much. You know, I really admire this about you. Uh, again, you know, we have people who make us meals. We have um, friends. We have extended family. We've got workplaces. We've got church places. And yeah, it's so easy to only comment when you've got a, a criticism or something you don't like. Uh, what about just writing a card or going up to someone and say, I really appreciate uh, what, what, what you've done there today. And it really helps me in this way just to be grateful to those around about you. You know, t- 10 received the blessing, but only one <laughs> took time to express that gratefulness. That's not a great percentage, is it? That's 10% gratitude and 90% silence. You know, your gratitude in many ways is, is, a, is a way of thinking, isn't it? A mindset on be thankful, being thankful. Ch- Charles Swindle says this, life is 10% what happens to you, but 90% how we respond. Our attitudes are more important than your past, our education, our bank balance, our successes, our failures, our fame, our pain, what other people think of us or say about us, our circumstances or our position. It's my choice of attitude. And so choosing an attitude of gratitude every day can make a huge difference. You know, in many ways, it it sets the atmosphere of our world. Your words, the words that you speak, if they're always negative, if they're always critical, if they're always knocking things, then you have an atmosphere that's one of negativity. But when you're grateful, when you're thankful, when you're affirming, when you're encouraging, then you're creating an atmosphere around you that's one that uplifts people, that encourages people. And so express thanks to God daily. Embrace an attitude of gratitude in your relationships and the world you live and. One final thought here is, is never limit who God might use you to bless. Never limit who God might use you to bless. This Samaritan leper was a person living on the margins, away from the general public, and yet Jesus reached out to him with love and compassion. Remember, no one is too far from the grace of God. Your faith can show up in some surprising places, including across social and racial barriers. Never believe that God blesses some. And not others. And so who knows this year who God might bring across your path that needs some love, some compassion, and maybe you're going to be the person that reaches out to them. And so that that, that's my prayer for you today. And so, what a great story. Jesus healed ten lepers, and he's able and willing to heal today. Jesus also brought salvation and wholeness to this man. And we have this one leper giving us a wonderful model of. Gratefulness, not only praying with a loud voice like we did on that empty petrol tank, but also praising with a loud voice, matching the gratitude with the prayer. That's a great lesson for each one of us. Let's, let's pray together today. God, thank you for the beginning of a new year. Uh, thank you for the story of, of the 10 lepers and particularly this one leper. Lord, I pray for those watching, listening today that may be sick that your healing power would flow into their physical body today. You're able and willing to heal. May we also experience salvation, that sense of wholeness and love and forgiveness uh, in our inner being today, I also pray. And finally, I pray that each one of us would embrace an attitude of gratitude. We wouldn't just think or feel grateful thoughts, but we would express our gratitude to you every day and to those in our world relationally. And in doing so, we'd make our world a much better place filled with gratefulness and joy and a sense of well-being. I pray a blessing on each one of us on Bayside and on 2022. May it be a fantastic year for all of us as a community In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Great to share with you today. Enjoy the rest of your day. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. For more information, visit markconnor.com.au.